0: I just want to take just a few minutes and just wanted to share something that really stands out to me and that I love about John chapter 1. So if you want to look at those verses that I just read, um, you know, this is John's account of Christmas. This is his Christmas story, and he talks about it in terms of light and dark. And, um, And when John is talking about Uh, light and dark, he's talking really about two kingdoms, two spiritual forces, the kingdom of of darkness and the kingdom of light, Uh, the kingdom of evil, the kingdom of goodness, the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. And so when he's talking in terms of light and darkness, he's really talking in terms of warfare. Um, And so you see that, you even see that here in John chapter 1 in verse 8, where he says, I'm sorry, in verse 5, he says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And so what what Christmas is, in terms of darkness and light, it is the light invading the darkness. And that's the good news of Christmas, is that the Son of God was sent from the kingdom of light into the kingdom of darkness. And so it's, it's Jesus, God in the flesh, coming behind enemy lines. That's what's taking place at Christmas. It's an invasion, but it's not an invasion to kind of wreak havoc or do sabotage, it's actually an invasion that's a rescue mission. Uh, and so that's why I love this this light and darkness, this theme, and it's, it's this idea that God has sent his son to rescue uh, those who are living in darkness. We talked about this at Christmas Eve. Isaiah 53 says, we are a people living in deep darkness, and yet the dawn has come. A light has shone for those in darkness. And so I, I love this imagery of light and darkness. And a few weeks ago, I was reading... Um, an old sermon by a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Some of you guys may know who he was. He lived in Germany uh, in uh, the 1930s and 40s, was a pastor and leading a powerful movement of Jesus followers and resistance to, to the Nazi regime, and in that he was preaching uh, different sermons. He was preaching in 1933, so this is early, but he's preaching in 1933, uh, and uh, He speaks about this idea of light and darkness, and I just wanted to read a little bit of it to you this morning because I thought it was so powerful, but the background here is a few weeks before he preached this sermon, uh, there was a terrible mining accident in Wales, and so there's, uh, there's these miners who are trapped in the deepest part of this mine, and so he picks up on what's happening and what that experience must have been like, and this is what he writes. He says, here in the deepest depths of the lowest shafts, there is no hope. There remains only agony and waiting for death. And what if then a light sound is heard? So just imagine yourself in pitch black darkness, wondering if you'll ever see light again. And then you hear in the distance this faint, faint hammering sound. So he says, This faint sound is heard like a knocking, a hammer blow, a breaking of stone. And if suddenly then a voice can be heard in the distance, far and call, calling far away, calling in the dark, these sounds and activities come a little louder and a little nearer until a hard blow comes quite near. It all stops suddenly and then a friendly voice of a man is heard, a friend, a comrade, shouting an imprisoned man's name saying, where are you? And adds, help is coming. And the helpless man stands up, his heart leaps from its tension, and waiting to muster all his remaining energy, he cries aloud, here I am, and he adds, come through to help me, come through, I cannot help myself, I wait and will hold on until you come, but come quickly. Now he listens with agonizing attention as blow after blow comes near. Seconds seem like hours. He sees nothing, nothing at all, but he hears the voice of the helper. Then comes a last, wild, smashing blow of the hammer to his ear, and the rescuer is here, one strike more, and he is free. Isn't that a powerful picture of what God has done for us in Jesus that we, a people in deep darkness, have heard the voice and have seen the light of the sun who's pierced this darkness into our, um, into our lives. And so he goes on, and this is what he says. He says, um, you know, this is our predicament. Apart from Jesus, we're, we're in this darkness. He says, those who know they are not free, that they're enslaved and bound, that a power controls them to which they must pay service, they are like people buried alive they're like prisoners looking constantly for freedom and real deliverance people who long to be delivered and he says Christ he said what happened at christmas is that Christ breaks through right breaks through to you and to me and to our hearts and that our hard hearts our darkened hearts become soft and obedient to him in the light of Christ. That's what takes place. And so he ends, uh, he ends with this, which I find this to be haunting and hopeful all at the same time, but I think it's a really powerful invitation, and it's the invitation of Christmas. Um, and so this is what he says as he comes to a close. He says, uh, Jesus is coming, and he's coming to rescue prisoners of their own existence from their anxieties, from their addictions, from their guilt, from their shame, from their loneliness. He's coming to rescue us. The question is do you want to be rescued? Do you want to be rescued? And I do think that is the haunting and hopeful question of Christmas. The light has shone in the darkness. He loves us, He sent His Son to seek and save the lost. And the question is do we want to be delivered? Do we want to be rescued? He longs for us to say yes. That's the good news. He wants to deliver us from our prison and from the darkness. So praise God. Praise God for Jesus. Praise God for his birth. Praise God for Christmas. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.